name of there's healing in the name of there's salvation in the name of the Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name Jesus. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Lewis in Temple of the Anacazo Assembly Cathedral of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop in Temple is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Anacazo Assembly Cathedral of Fakor Katwa. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God followed with miracles, signs, and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. Hallelujah. The turning point for Jesus' ministry came in the Garden of Gethsemane. Gethsemane was the place where Jesus received strength to accomplish the will of God. The turning point for your church will come when you wait on the Lord. The turning point that will give you church growth will take place in the garden of Gethsemane. A pastor who is desirous of building a huge ministry must be a man of prayer. Must be a man of prayer. Now listen to me. If you cannot pray, if you cannot pray, you cannot have a mega church. Forget about it. Forget about it. Jesus also started the church by gathering a few people walking along the shores of the Sea of Galilee. He called people like Peter, Andrew, James, John. He came across people like Matthew sitting at the receipt of casting. He met people like Zacchaeus and gathered them and started his church. That church that Jesus started with a few people is the church that 2,000 years down the line has exploded until it is found at every corner of the world and it has grown into a mega church of billions of people. By the turning point was his prayer life. The turning point was the times that Jesus spent privately with God. Jesus' ministry was not successful because he was God or the Son of God. Jesus on earth, even though a deity, he was essentially a man and needed the help of God. Like
like all of us. And that is why for 30 years Jesus did not attempt to do ministry until the Holy Spirit came to fill him, empower him, anoint him. And he started ministry. Jesus' ministry was successful. He built a mega church because Jesus was a man of prayer. Jesus was a man of prayer. Jesus prayed all the time. At his baptism, Luke 3, the Bible says that when he was baptized, coming out and praying, he prayed. In Matthew 14, Jesus preached for a long time and fed over 5,000 people. And in verse 23 of Matthew 14, the Bible said that, and when he himself has sent away the people, alright, and when he has sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. Now can you imagine that? The man had been preaching for a long time. Tired. Exhausted. Ministered to people. Fed them. And send them away. And he still made time to go and pray. It shows you the value. It shows you Jesus' understanding of how important it is for a man of God to pray, to wait on God. I came to submit to you tonight that if Jesus prayed, Jesus the Son of God Pray, then you and I have no other option than to become men and women of prayer. The impossible things of ministry, one of which is to grow a large church, are achieved through prayer. That is why a man of God must have your Gethsemane. A place that you run to on a regular basis and be there alone with God. The impossible things, the difficult things in ministry are achieved through the principle of Gethsemane. You see, it was from here. Alright? Go down to the next verse. And in the fourth watch of the night, which is, you know, according to the, the Jewish uh, time zones, between 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. So from the evening, he had been praying about three. Since he despised the people. And in the fourth watch of the night, 
Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled saying, it is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spoke unto them, saying, be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. How easy is it for you to walk on sea? How easy is it for you to walk on water? And yet, Jesus walked on the sea. But notice, it was after he had spent time. Pray. The impossible things of ministry. One of which is increasing the number of people that you are pastoring. From 10 to 50. Look, to grow the church from 10 to 50. It's not a simple thing. There are are some numbers that to attain them, it's not easy. One of it is to move from 10, that 50, 50 members. Then 70 members. 100 members. You can go to 100, you come to 85. Come to 62. Come to 56. You'll be dancing up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. When it rains, you reduce from 70 to 15. The impossible things, the difficult things of ministry are achieved through prayer. Waiting on God. If you cannot pray, you cannot build a large church. Jesus was a man of prayer. Amen. Mark one thirty five. Mark one thirty five. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went into a solitary place and there prayed. I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about Jesus. I'm not talking about Peter or Paul or James, but Jesus. say it all the time. And in recent times, he says, I pray more now than ever before. I pray more now than ever before. And I am like Bishop Dagwood Mills. What else do you want in this life? 
after more than 3,000 churches. After thousands of pastors, hundreds of church bodies, tens of bishops, international ministry, some of the largest crusades today across the nations of the world, conferences, 15 million books in print. Bishop Dark, it is time for you to sleep. <laughs> to rest. But he says, I pray more now. He says, I, I, I sleep very early. You see, if you want to be able to wake up a great while before day, you have to turn yourself into an old man or an old lady. 8 p.m. you are going to sleep. Yes. 8 p.m. 9 p.m. 8.30. Even the children will, will be saying that that, 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 that that is an old man. That is not feeling well. Let them stay, but you know what you are doing. Because you see, if you sleep late, you can't wake up. Early. You sleep at 11 p.m. You can't wake up at 2 a.m. Jesus. A great while before me. Now, he departed into a solitary place. You must have a solitary place where you depart. Leave everybody aside. Leave all the issues there. The issues of the ministry can be settled only by the power of God. Your members are backsliding. Your members are, your church is full of some type of sin. It's not growing. The finances are not growing. Things are not working. It takes the power of God. It takes the power of the Holy Spirit to straighten out everything. But you should see us. We become busy of the ministry. Busy. We, we are doing ministry. Running around. Running around. But it is not by power. It is not by might. But it is by my spirit. Said the Lord. Now watch. In verse 36. As Jesus was there praying. The Bible said that and Simon and they that were with him followed after him. Followed after him. Verse 37. And when they had found him, so when they had found him means that as he was hiding somewhere preaching, they were looking for him. They were looking for him. And even though, and watch what they said. And when they have found him, they said unto him, All men seek for thee. You see, that is the mistake of many pastors. The busyness of the ministry. All men attending to the issues of the ministry. The counseling sessions. And the social events. The weddings and the funerals. And all the different things. That keep on coming. That keep on coming. And you have to attend to them. That is your undoing. Jesus knew that all 
men were looking for him and yet he abandoned all men and went to do the most important thing. To pray. You must learn to go away from all men. To go away from the, the issues of the ministry of the church. Just leave and go. Go to Gethsemane and be there. That is how all the issues will be taken care of. Just walking up and down. Every funeral you are there. Every naming ceremony you are there. Every wedding you are there. Quarry hazards you are there. Moving up and down. Prayer warriors all night. You must be there to lead. The little anointing on your life is dissipated as you move around. Please sit down. Hallelujah. Luke 22, 39. Luke 22, 39. And he came out and went, watch this, as he was wounded. To the Mount of Olives. Give me another translation. And he came out and went as was his habit. Jesus had a habit of going to Gethsemane. must have a habit of going aside to pray. A habit is something that you do without even thinking. You do without calculating. You do without analyzing. You do without anybody encouraging you. Brushing your teeth in the morning is a habit. Or should be a habit. If it's not a habit, there's a problem. Taking your bath must be a habit. Yes. In the same way, going apart, going apart to pray, to wait on God, must be a habit by a pastor. Any pastor who calls yourself a full-time pastor the ministry is all that you are doing. Should pray at least three hours every day. And I tell our missionaries, pray seven hours every day, from two to nine, or from three to ten a.m. Be there in the room. Don't come out. Three hours. you know who is a mega church pastor is a man of prayer. Yes. Behind everything that they do is prayer. 
Dr. Cho said, for the past 50 years, he has woken up every morning to pray several hours. And I once heard him, nice and very old man, he said, if he had to do the ministry again, he said, I will still be in my room and call the members to come. The man that God used to build the single largest church in the world. By 2008, when he was handing over to the next leader, the church was 830,000. Dr. Cho is the one who can take 5,000 members and give to you to go and start your church. 5,000. Go and start your church. A man of prayer. A man of prayer. Yeah. yeah. In a year, he can have 300,000 converts. And sometimes the people are too many. So what he does is that he calls other pastors in the city and then share some of the people, you know, with them. But, but he said that, you know, there was always a problem. Because when they go, they can't teach them the way he teaches them. They can't, you know, so they come back. And when they are coming back, they try to bring up. A man of prayer. I hear Bishop Oedipo talking about prayer. Many of you don't pray. Many of you don't pray. Many of you don't pray. And that is why your ministry is not flourishing. Your church is not growing. Jeremiah chapter 10 and verse 21. It's a short... It's a short session. But I want you to go with this one. Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 10 and verse 21. For the pastors have become brutish and have not sought the Lord. Therefore, you see when you say therefore, it means as a result of what was said earlier. They shall not prosper. They shall not prosper. And all their flocks shall be scattered. What is the prosperity of a pastor? What is the prosperity of a football striker? If you take Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi and their prosperity is the number of goals that they score. Yeah. The number of goals. What is the prosperity of a bank? The profit that they are making. What is the prosperity of a student? He passes his exams. What is the prosperity of a pastor? The prosperity also is, it lies in the number of souls that God is using you to bring into the kingdom. 
And this afternoon, I told that God is a king. And it glorifies God for you to bring a lot of people into the kingdom. And God says, the reason why you are not prospering is because you have become brutish. That word, brutish means senseless. So when God looks at pastors, he says, look, the guy, he doesn't, have say, he doesn't understand. He doesn't understand that he has no church to build. He cannot build a church. Jesus said, I will build my church. There is no pastor here who is building any church. You cannot build a church. You are only a vessel in the hands of the person who is building. You are a servant. And every servant goes to the master on daily basis to receive instructions. Directions. What must I do? So we never do well as a servant if you operate on your own. God looks and says, look, this guy, he, he, what is wrong with him? Doesn't he know that he has to seek me? For the pastors have become British and have not sought the Lord. God wants you to seek him on regular basis. On regular basis. He has the answers. He has the directions. He has the re- revelations. He is the one who can tell you, do this and do that and do that in the church. He has so many things that he wants to talk to you about. But you are too busy doing church. You are too busy. You are too busy. Now, when the early church started growing, that was the problem that came up. Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6. That was a problem. And in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a memory of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. You see, at the Every church, when you start a church, as it begins to grow, more issues come up. More issues. Administrative issues. Financial issues. Building projects. Do you understand it? Eh? Problems related with the ship. Now, their marital problems, their family issues. It goes with the growth of the church. And It is important for you to be discerning that even though all these issues are coming up, the source of your strength, the source of your power, you must not give it up. Yes. Yes. The church grew quickly from 12 people, 120 disciples, 3,000 were added, 
5,000 were added. By um, Acts 5, 14, multitudes, including men and women, as sex, when the number of disciples were multiplied. So now, issues began to come up. But, the disciples saw through it, and they said, we cannot follow this. Verse 2. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. It is not reason. Which means that suddenly they found themselves serving tables. The administrative issues. The care issues. The problems of the people. Not that you should not do them, but remember that the turning point, the turning point of your ministry lies in your ability to connect to God on a regular basis through going to Gethsemane and being there with you. It is no reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we would give ourselves, we the pastors, we the pastors, would give ourselves to continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. The core duty of a pastor. The core duty of a pastor is not for he himself to be doing the work of the ministry. The core duty of a pastor is to be waiting on God. Standing the word. Praying. That is your core duty. Receiving revelation. Receiving insight. Receiving instruction. Getting anointed. Receiving visions from God. That is why two days ago or so I was talking to you about the importance of training church workers. That as a pastor, training church workers is important. God gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip the members so that the members would do the work of the ministry. And when a pastor does that, it now frees you to concentrate on your core ministry. They said, we will give ourselves continually prayer. Which means that prayer is something that you are expected to give yourself to. A pastor must be a man of prayer, waiting on God, speaking to God, On regular basis. Hallelujah. Without that, you will not prosper. Your church will not work. Your ministry will not work. You cannot draw people into the church. 
You know, when the church is growing, the reason why you cannot take credit for the growth of the church is that you yourself, you don't know how the people come. <laughs> no, you don't know how the people come. You don't know. I'm telling you. Huh? Because you can do evangelism for one week, fast for two weeks, visit all your people within two weeks and everything. You go to church and you'll be surprised that instead of 100 people, only 15 people are sitting down there. Because for it is not of him that will it, neither of him that will it. But it is of God that showeth mercy. Our planted, Apollos has watered, but God gave the increase. And if it is God that gives the increase, then it makes sense for you to be connecting to God all the time. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. It is amazing that a pastor will not pray. A research was done in America among evangelical pastors. And on average, evangelical pastors were found to pray not more than, on the average, more than 15 minutes a day. And this is why our churches are small churches. Yeah. We are not prospering. And even the few that you have, God says, and all their flocks shall scatter. That is why you don't have stability. You don't have stability. Because even the few are scattered. But the apostles, they said no. No. Just as they saw the master do. You know, because the, the, the apostles, as they were walking with Jesus, they realized that the source of the man's power was prayer. One day Jesus was praying, Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. Alright? And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. See, they saw him praying all the time. They said, Lord, teach us to pray. And when they started their own ministry, they understood the importance of prayer. Hallelujah. Let me give you a few practical prayer guidelines. Number one, for those of you who are in full-time ministry, you must strive to pray at least three hours every day. And start very early. 2 a.m., 3 a.m. By the time the sun comes up and the children have to go to school and your wife is disturbing you with chop money and the other issues of life, you are praying. 
Yeah. And for those of you who are young, upcoming ministers that you don't really have much to do, your responsibilities are not too many. I will advise you to pray seven hours every day. Seven hours. Every day. I tell our missionaries, if you are not praying seven hours in that village, you are not doing the work. The ministry is prayer. The ministry is prayer. The ministry is prayer. And the study of the word of God. Your missionaries visited me. I went to Gethsemane. And he happened to. No, I think I even invited him for that. Because he was struggling. I said, okay, let's go. So I was in one room. I was in another room. We were there for about five days. Every day after some time, you come and say, he's going to do, he's going to town to check. And I said, okay. Every day, at the end of the period, when we're going out, he looked at me and said, Bishop, I now understand. I said, what do you understand? He said, I understand. Since we came here, I don't see you. I am going up and down, going to check this, going to check this, going to check, going to check this. A pastor... You know, and, and, and I tell people that it is not, for me, it's not difficult to pray. My problem is to have the time that I need to pray. Certain amounts of time of prayer. That, that's a problem because I have so many things that I have to do. But if you leave me to pray, it's not a problem. And the reason why it is not difficult for me to pray is because I have this deep revelation and conviction that I cannot do the ministry on my own. That it is not by might. It is not by power. It is only the Lord who can do His work. And if that is the case, then me being with Him is the work being done. And the more I can be with him, and the longer I can be with him, the better. Sometimes I can be there for 16 hours. Yes. 16 hours. 10 hours. 12 hours. I'm just there.
the burden of the ministry to keep you there. Because you, you come to know that it is only the Lord that can help. For except the Lord builds the house, the builders but in vain. So on daily basis, and whilst you are there praying, it is also the time for you to read the scriptures. People ask me, so Bishop, when do you get time to read the books and watch the videos and during the prayer times? What other time are you going to get? During those prayer times, you are studying the scriptures. You are watching the videos. Yesterday I was introducing these uh, ministry things to you. After you have downloaded them, you have to be watching them, soaking them in. Listening to the messages. Yes. Have all these things. Use them. Amen. Number two, within the week. Within the week. How many of you want to build a large church? Within the week. There are a few prayer guidelines. Within the week. Choose one day where you pray 24 hours. What do I mean by 24 hours? From morning to the following morning. That's why Pastor Masabe is steady. Enter the room with your listening device, with your video device, with your drinks, your water, your biscuits. Enter there. Stay in that room. Stay in that room. Put off your phones. And be there until the following day. If you feel sleepy, you can sleep. Only don't sleep too much. It's not a sleeping time. But, but I, I, I love to, to even intentionally sleep when I'm doing things like that. Because I realize that one hour of sleep within that period, often I catch something. Yeah. Often I see something. So you're feeling sleepy. But don't sleep six hours. Why am I asking about that? Be there. Take, take, take books. Read them in parchments. That is one of the commonest questions that people ask me. So, what time do you get to study? We have Makane, Poemano, this, this, this. Those are the times. Yeah? Sometimes even um, a camp message that the bishop has gone to preach somewhere that I have not been able to listen to during the Gethsemane times. Three days, I'm there. That's when I'm listening to them. You get even sometimes more blessed than when you are the come. 24 hours. Lock yourself in the room and be there. Pastor, Pastor, that is the turning point. That is the turning point. Jesus' ministry 
came in the garden of Gethsemane. Gethsemane was the place where Jesus received strength to accomplish the will of God. The turning point for your church will come when you wait on the Lord. So you are not wasting time. You are not wasting time. You are not wasting time. You are not just spending time in a useless manner. You are allowing the Lord to turn your ministry around. Number three, Saturday night prayer for Sunday service. That's the next one. Get me the book, what it means to become a shepherd. Saturday night prayer for the Sunday service. There is a correlation between the level of prayer on Saturday as part of your preparation for Sunday and the attendance. Most of the time. Most of the time. Korean pastors are known to have the largest churches. Korea is very easy. Things are 50,000, 20,000, 10,000. It's very common. Yeah, Methodist church will have 50,000. Because they have prayer mountains where they go. And, and Korean pastors spend Saturday afternoons into Sunday mornings praying. Not watching movies. Are you gone? I'm just ending. Are you blessed? Now, prepare extensively to preach. Preparation to minister does not take place a few minutes before a sermon. Is delivered. It takes place all the time. My preparation to minister is constant. Without long-term preparation, you can never really preach from your heart. Prayer is a vital part of your preparation. Now listen to this. A pastor must spend Saturday evening to Sunday morning in prayer.7 p.m. Whatever I have to do Saturday, you know, I try to finish it up. 
and have one or two hours of rest. By 7, 7.30, 8 p.m., I've started. And I'm there to 3 a.m., 4 a.m. And I tell my pastors, go to church on, Saturday, on Sunday at tired and exhausted, but anointed. It's a good place for you to appreciate the Lord. Go to church Sunday morning. Most Sunday mornings when I'm going to church, I, physically I feel tired. But I also feel very anointed throughout the whole day. Yes. Don't spend Saturday evenings watching Kukumbuaja. Yeah. A pastor must spend Saturday evenings to Sunday mornings. Be dead. 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. 9 p.m. to 4 a.m. 7 to 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. Yes. Specifically, pray for the following. Number one, that everyone who came the week before will attend again. Typically, I'll pray this for one hour. The Lord, all the people who came, all the converts, all the visitors, all the members who came, bring them again. It is only the Holy Spirit that can gather the people. In Numbers chapter 8 and verse 31, when the people of Israel wanted to eat um, um, meat, God sent the wind to gather meat for them at their camp. Saturday evenings are times that you must send the wind of the Holy Spirit to gather your members from the four corners of the earth to gather sinners, to gather the backsliding souls, to gather the offended ones, to gather those who are falling into sin, to gather those who have decided not to come to church. Many of the members have been given assignment by Satan, but as you stay before the Lord and you are praying to the night, the Holy Spirit will be moving touching their hearts, burning in their hearts to run to church. In Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 26, he said, and I will lift up an ensign unto them, and I will hit to them, and they shall come with speed swiftly. As we are lying down there and praying, God will be hissing. Hissing. Go to church. 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 It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Don't go to the Biaba. Don't travel. Don't go to the stadium. Don't go. Go to church. Go to church. Your visitation is powerful. Your you know phone call is powerful. But I tell you, it is not by might. It is not by power. But it is by the Spirit of God. It is only the Holy Spirit that can gather the people. In Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit descended, 
The feast of the Passover, the feast of Pentecost was taking place. And people had come to Jerusalem. All over the place. And the Bible said when this was noise abroad, they got it. They got it. And when they heard the disciples speaking, they said, how come that these guys are speaking in our individual languages? Who gathered them? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gathered them. The Holy Spirit gathered them. It is the Holy Spirit that gathers the people for us to preach to them. You cannot gather anybody. It is the Holy Spirit. And it is the Holy Spirit that anointed weaklings like Peter to rise up to preach. And it is the Holy Spirit that convicted the hearts of the people. Because Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will bring conviction of sin, of judgment, of righteousness. So he pricked their heart. So as Peter and the people were, and Peter and his, his other disciples were preaching, the people said, men and brethren, what shall we do to be saved? What must we do? What must we do? As they were listening, the Holy Spirit was preaching. So the Holy Spirit guarded us. The Holy Spirit anointed us to preach. And when we are preaching, the Holy Spirit brings conviction. That is why Saturday evenings you should be there. Drink coffee to keep you awake. Whatever you can do to keep you awake, to pray, to bind evil spirits that have decided that these people are not going to church. Because you see, you are expecting them to come. But demons of harassment, demons of, of sexual immorality, demons of death, all kinds of demonic powers are also working on them. Number two, pray that new people will attend church and be born again. Another one hour. That there will be church growth. This one I can pray it two or three hours. So by the time I go, I end the third point, I'll pray for about five or six hours. I say, Lord, send supernatural church good. Fill the church. Fill it. Draw the people. Bring them. Bring them. I have a huge auditorium. When I get there early in the morning, our service starts at 9.30. There's nobody there. There's some two people that are sitting down. Yeah. Nine o'clock. A few people. By the time we started service at 9.30 of prayer, some 20 people. Praise and worship starts at 10 o'clock. Still, yearly, yearly, some 60, 70 people because I don't have a lot of people living around. We bring them from far in buses. But suddenly, suddenly, from nowhere, when the buses begin to arrive, Suddenly, you see the chairs being consumed. And I always get amazed. How do the people come? But see, that is, that is not your work. 
But when you sleep, when you sleep, it becomes your work. But when you don't sleep, it becomes the work of the Holy Spirit. I said, when, when, when you sleep, it becomes your work. That is why you wake up early in the morning calling. Hey! 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 That calling must not be done by you. It must be done by a supernatural power. Instrumentalist, where are you? Ashes, where are you? Hallelujah. I hear you go home. Next one. Pray. This is Saturday evening praise. Pray that the flock would understand the way and their lives will be affected. Ah. After you have prayed this prayer and you are preaching, you see that members who open their mouth like that. It's like, wow. Some of you, when you are preaching, it's as if that we are eating granite mixed with stones. The preaching is all over the place. The people are not, they are not blessed, so that they can't tell you. I was telling you, I think two days ago, that your most powerful weapon is your ability to preach. You control the people, you lead the people, you gather the people to the power of teaching and preaching. Every mega church pastor, most of the time, they are good preachers. Joel Austin. People get fascinated. When you go to the first half church, after the bishop has preached for two hours or more, and he says, now, let us conclude. You hear the people. No, 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 no. It's almost like a protest. We want more. But you see, you, when you are preaching, even they are, they are annoying. They are annoying. You hear You see, preaching is feeding. And when somebody is feeding you, they're supposed to be enjoying it. So if people are not enjoying it, there's a problem. But the Holy Spirit can anoint you and give you utterance and anoint the word that you are preaching that it will make sense to the people and they'll get blessed. Hallelujah. Next one, that every need will be met. Healing, peace of mind, salvation, deliverance. And finally, pray that God will give you a spirit of revelation in the way. Yeah. But for many years now, these are the prayers that I pray. Every Saturday evening. 
and I wake up, have my bath, I feel exhausted, tired, but anointed. Anointed, the Holy Spirit will be working on my behalf. Amen? So guidelines, number one, pray at least three hours every day. Number two, find a day in the week, whether Thursday or Friday, you can even add fasting to it. Where you are there for 24 hours. Number three, your Saturday evening prayers. And the last one. Every month, either the end of the month or the beginning, go to Gethsemane. Go to Gethsemane. For two days. For three days. For four days. For five days. And be there. And talk to the Lord. I'm in a new month. What should I preach? He heard Bishop Eddie saying, he speaks to the Lord. What should I preach? And the Lord says, preach this. What to preach? It's not just taking it all. Which book is there? Which message is there? No, you must be guided. Preaching to your congregation is like building a house. There are things that you do before some other things. You don't start building your house by going to fabricate roofing sheets. So sometimes the reason why the church is not growing and the people are not blessed is that the message that you are preaching is not relevant to their lives. Yes. The Holy Spirit must guide you. It's a new month. What should I preach? What are the problems that are ahead in this month? Lord, help me. Lord, anoint me. Lord, show me. What must I do? Use that period to do spiritual warfare. Bind and destroy the plans of Satan against your life and your ministry. Pray for church growth. Pray to be anointed. Pray for your members to get wives, husbands, wives, uh, children. Pray for their finances. Pray for the different needs. The different needs. I've had several ladies in my church who could not have children. And I've been praying. And recently, I think I was in the bathroom. And it occurred to me. I was just going to realize that, you know, almost all of them have had children. Then I said, Lord, but this one, still, please remember her. The problems of the ministry, deal with them as we are there. Three days, two days, every month, every month. Amen? That is at, at your personal level. Then at the church level, have a regular church uh, prayer meeting with your church, the whole church. Typically, we use the first week of every month to pray as a church. And we meet every evening to pray for about two hours. And end of an all night on Fridays. That allows even those who normally don't pray, at least, to come and pray. Set up prayer chains among your helpers. Let there be prayer. In my church, prayer goes on 24 hours. Different people are praying. Hey, we are in a war. We are in a war. 
Can I have an amen? amen? The turning point of your ministry will come about by your ability to apply the principle of the seven. May the Lord give you the spirit of supplication. From today, all barriers against prayer in your life, one of which is the barrier of laziness and useless socializing, may it be broken down in your life in the name of Jesus. I tell you, if you can apply this principle, over the next three months, your ministry will begin to explode. I've had many, many pastors who said, Bishop, it's amazing. It works like magic. It works like magic. Not that it is magic, but it is the word of God. Because God says, you will not prosper and your sheep will scatter because you don't seek the Lord. Which means that the opposite is true. That if you seek the Lord, you will prosper and your sheep will not scatter. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, fill me right now with the spirit of supplication. With the spirit of supplication. Help me to pray. Help me to wait on you. Clap your hands right now and pray. Right now, fill me, Father, with the spirit of supplication. The spirit of supplication. The spirit of supplication. Lord, release upon us the spirit of supplication. Lord, release upon us the spirit of supplication. Baya posi bayanda, imande bakonda balenda bayande, abando baleva bakava bayanda. Lift up your voice and pray. Father, release upon us. Father, fill us with the spirit of supplication, the spirit of supplication, the spirit of prayer, 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 the spirit of prayer. Lord, fill us with the spirit of prayer. Release. Upon us, uh, the spirit of prayer. May we love to pray. 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 May we love to call upon you. May we love to seek your face. Ratan Navala, Ipapayan Tolovaya, Rikapa, Apollo Bayanta, Apollo Bamante, Apollo Bayanta, Apollo Bayante, Apollo Bayanta, Apollo Bayante, Bayanta, Apollo Bayante, Apandeleva. Lift up your voice and pray. It's coming upon you. It's coming upon you. The spirit of prayer is coming upon us. 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 The Lord of prayer. The Lord is stirring us up uh, to pray the spirit of prayer.
is coming upon us. Lord, stand up. Lord, stand up. Lord, stand up. Lord, revive us. Revive our prayer lives. Revive our prayer lives. Revive our prayer lives. Our prayer lives. Let there be a revival. 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 Revive our prayer lives, Lord.
Put the spirit of supplication upon us. Save us from laziness. Yes. Save us, oh God, from barriers. Yes, Lord. To prayer. And bring us to Gethsemane. Cause our ministry to change, Lord. For they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Yes. They shall mount up of wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. Walk and not faint. Let strength come. Receive strength. I receive it. Receive strength for your ministry. I receive it. Some of you feel like giving up. But God is reviving you. My God. Receive signs of refreshing from the presence of the Lord in the name of the Lord Jesus. May the Holy Spirit refresh you right now. Go with the strength of the Lord. Go in the power of the Lord. Go with the conviction of the Lord. May you love the Lord. May you serve Him with gladness. May you serve Him with gladness. Receive joy. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Yes. I prophesy to you. Prophesy. A year by this time. Yes. A mighty turning point oh. will have taken place in your church. I see pastors here oh, yes. with 50 members oh, yes. that are receiving 100 members. Amen. Pastors of 100 members yes. that are receiving 300 members. Amen. Pastors of 300 members yes. that are receiving 600 members. Pastors of 600 members. Yes. That are receiving 1,000 Receive your growth. I receive it. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Receive the anointing for growth. I receive it. The anointing for fruitfulness. I receive it. The anointing for expansion. I receive it. In the name of Jesus. Amen. May the love from littleness. My God. From scantiness. Yes. From barrenness. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Receive the spirit of fruitfulness. I receive it. 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 May the streams of fruitfulness be poured into your church. Oh, yes. Be poured into your ministry. Oh, yes. In the name of the Lord Jesus. For though that beginning was small, yes. Yet the letter end My God. should greatly increase. Go home blessed. Go home blessed. Go home declaring the great things that the Lord has done in your ministry. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Lift up your hands and thank God. Yes, thank you.
believe you have been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Anakazo Assemblies Cathedral of Fakor Kaswa. Please note our service times. Sunday 9.30 a.m. Jesus Encounter Service. Monday to Friday 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. Glory Encounter R. There's an all night the last Friday of every month. There's also counseling sessions from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily from Tuesday to Friday. For prayer, counseling and further inquiries, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.